So this is not the Check for Traps podcast. This is now the coronavirus plague lockdown podcast, focusing exclusively on plague lockdown movies. I'm Josh. I'm Aaron. And I am Ruben. We are the Plague Jar. Well, yeah. <laughs> nice. Live from the bunker. Boom. From the bunker. This is the equivalent of the Conrad emergency broadcasting system, <laughs> except with reviews for films that are old. And some of you will be too young to have seen. Because you see, they've stopped making new films now, which means we need to go back in time. Much like this film. <laughs> Much like Bruce Willis in 12 Monkeys. This was a suggestion from our Ruben, and I think well, it's a pretty good one. I didn't realise how on point it was going to be, despite the fact <laughs> I've seen this movie. I didn't even remember that it involved plague, but I did remember that the lady was not a scientist. She sold insurance. So My father's favourite film, alongside Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is his other favourite film. I guess he's got two greedy bastards. But yeah, he greedy loves this film. He absolutely, he absolutely loves it. How I old thought being been? It's plague related and it's uh, which I guess it's quite an unconventional sci-fi because the majority of sci-fi things that or at least the sci-fi things that I tend to watch are utopian futures such as yeah. Star Trek where there's you know money's been abolished and they've got incredible technology whereas in this future they all live in an underground shithole and the only technology they seem to have developed is a floating tv and the ability to send people through time and also to raise a chair up a wall presumably yeah, to be more intimidating i noticed that oh, no no, no that, that's all technology they took that from <laughs> Do you remember Get Your Own Back, where they had to crank it up? <laughs> crank it up! I, th- I think of almost nothing else day in, day out. Yeah, you, it, it, it was, it's British a relic from Get Your Own Back. Dave <laughs> Benson Phillips himself back. had donated that chair to the Save Humanity. <laughs> uh, the main thing that I love about this movie, and that I think relates most explicitly to the current situation we're in, is that unlike other science fiction, everyone in it is an idiot, no one knows what they're doing, <laughs> and they spend a, cr- a critical amount of time pursuing completely the wrong solution. <laughs> we do see in two separate separate scenes Bruce Willis's naked ass being scrubbed with a soapy mop, which you viewers at home should be doing to avoid the coronavirus. <laughs> Scrub your relatives thoroughly. If you don't have a mop, try getting a Brillo pad or some sandpaper. Scrub them. Scrub everybody. Do you recommend? Otherwise, Dr. you're going to get Ruben, it. Do you recommend that they be scrubbed when they enter the house or outside the house in public? View? Both. Both. Scrub them on the way in and the way out. Jesus. Scrub everyone. Scrub your hands vigorously for 20 seconds. I'm scrubbing Scrub. my hands right now. Good boy. Well done. I haven't stopped washing my hands. They're red raw and they bleed now. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's getting rid of the germs. The blood is flowing them away downstream. <laughs> Did anyone else think that Bruce Willis had quite an impressive arse in this movie? I'm, I'm going yeah. to go out on a limb here and say it, that. He's, I in, it was he's in good shape, shape back then, yeah. So yeah. In 1995, he was using a good lick. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. Pulp Fiction uh, had revitalized his career. Doing uh, a lot of squat. <laughs> Brad Pitt is a uh, very young in this film as well. It must it must be one of his earliest roles? Well, so um, if, if Thelma and Louise is the breakout one, that was 1991. I checked while we were watching it. So okay. this was what four years after that? And yeah, then, 95. And then four years before Fight Club. So yeah, it is a it was a weird one, like an intermediary one. Does anyone think lot. that the period between like you know, let's say 89, 90, like fall of Soviet Union, and 2001 is a real weird time for films? 
definitely and culture in general i guess obviously like the yeah, yeah. it's all like the fukushima end of history vibe like i kept thinking about that when i was watching this it was really really strange to me because most post-apocalypse is uh nuclear just because you know the major for the majority of the time film has been around the cold war was on but obviously now we're getting to the point where that's no longer the case mm. and then i was thinking about everything sort of like after 9-11 takes on sort of like that fascistic uh, post-apocalypse but this is really in between like you said like an utterly incompetent not even world order like bunker essentially mm. like it's not even really made clear like how many people are left in this society just mm, that yeah. there is like a prison system we're never really given any window into how the society functions yeah it's, um, we, it's to assume that he's not only is he a, in, in this underground society that he's a criminal in this underground society and has been incarcerated so other people might be living slightly better than he does well, yeah, but he is kept in a, in a glorified animal cage isn't he yeah, and which is winched out. Which is again is interesting because it implies that humanity is at a point where they can supply food to an inactive criminal surplus population, which is something the Battlestar Galactica tries to deal with. And come, you know, ultimately the debate is: if we're starving, do we have any need or desire uh, to mm. keep a prison population? So they're clearly doing all right there. I guess the population is much less. Like only one percent of people survived, didn't they? Well, so yeah, but, less but, to worry about. but that's less people to farm as well, and also presumably also farming true. not great underground. They're still also enough. Mushrooms. Very mushroom based diet, I'd imagine. Yeah. Do you guys think that his pardon actually would have taken him anywhere? I kind of like to because so little is confirmed in 12 monkeys about the real world like sometimes i wonder if he actually did commit a crime being a bit lame here but in the same way that they're just like we need volunteers and then they pull you out literally like in chains it could just as easily be that there was no crime they just incarcerate people and tell them it's because i, I guess that's due to the nature of the film and how it tries to make you question what's right it can never show you too mm. much about the society but yeah i mean there's no reason to assume we we, had, we 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 never see any member of society do we that's not the scientists or jose or bruce yeah. willis yeah, there's like the guard guy, isn't there? The military oh, yeah. guy and the, the the butt scrubbers. Imagine that being your full time job. Yeah, like the world ends and you end up being a scrub butt scrubber. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the Flintstones, though. It's just you know you turn to the camera and say it's a living. <laughs> it's true. At least they're not mixing cement in your mouth or anything like that. that would be a... <laughs> I was thinking while we were watching this, Aaron, because Bruce Willis makes consistent reference to the fact that they picked him because he has a very good memory, and how one thing I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to in like the corona, climate change, desolated future is sending you back in time with a bunch of perfectly memorised but inaccurate information <laughs> and knowing that you are somewhere oh in like, the, the, the middle noughties <laughs> running around chasing the wrong leads. <laughs> Just because that would be quite interesting. Well, like a, <laughs> a fake mustache and like bangs. Just being like. <laughs> We're going to send him back to the early 1900s to prevent the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Oh, but God, by God. accident, we're going to actually send him to assassinate the band Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> I say, take me out. <laughs> I killed them all. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Jack. The, the, the <laughs> science of teleportation is not an exact science. <laughs> it's alright, I've been drinking since 7 in the morning. <laughs> we'll try again. You killed Rio Ferdinand. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, what would you say your your favourite parts of this film are? Oh yeah, sorry, I really like Brad Pitt. I thought he was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, I would I say the same thing. Especially like his character was completely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Everything. That was fucking fantastic. He's a big red herring, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, I think he does a really good job of playing a uh, lunatic. And I, I was saying before we start recording, wasn't it? it has a very similar vibes to Leon Professional where it seems very, the whole thing's a little bit over the top, but it's done in such a way that, that bodes well for it, I think. His, his insanity is a bit ridiculous, 
But it's very good. And he, he does a good job of being a complete nutter. No, definitely. I just really like, it's like multiple bits, but for instance, the homeless guy who speaks to him and his psychiatrist talking about, you know, he obviously at some point has like a knowledge of the fact he's come from the future, but then later on doesn't. And I like the whole up in the air nature of certain characters. Are they also from the future, which we know some of them are, or are they just crazies? And I like that whole, we know as the audience, the apocalypse is about to happen, which throws, say, street preachers talking about the end times into a new light yeah i think it just recontextualizes everyday things in a really really fun way i liked it a lot i was actually going to mention this so given that their policy and and like given the establishing lines at the beginning about how they say like none of the volunteers ever came back and the presumably means they've done this let's say a lot of times like more than 20 times surely given the effect like bruce willis had on the time stream that is like a very reckless and insane thing to do which as again as we know is incompetent but i thought it was weird that we didn't have more examples of these people affecting the the future because again like i know it wasn't what's the word but yeah i know what you mean that would have been good if they'd if he'd done some very minor minor things that when he goes back to the future they didn't have to mention anything but really subtly like in the background those things that had like a massive effect yeah on, or, or, on well, not the even, world that he knows now not maybe not even like that because again it's i think it's implied to be secular but just like how did how, how did none of the other volunteers have any impact like sending someone back from the future with with knowledge and add a mission and stuff did they all just rip out their teeth and go quietly to to living I would have, yeah, I would have quite liked, like, a. am amazed he didn't run into more people like that homeless guy, especially near the end. I guess, again, it was probably all sacrificed on the altar of, like, the vague mindfuckery, but it's something I thought would have thought would be really interesting. And again, would have been really funny to highlight how insanely reckless this policy is from the Bureau of Scientists' mm. point of view. I mean, I, I, life is way too short and I will never watch the 12 Monkeys TV series, but that's probably the kind of thing that they made them decide, oh, we could milk this for, you know, like a 12-episode thing, because there, there is a lot in it that just gets very briefly touched on and that's an example of that you're, you're definitely right because that's a great like episodic thing as well like you send it mm. back in time because it's like ah yet, yet another one of our poorly trained convict time travelers has gone rogue would you believe it <laughs> you gotta hunt him down you know how they say that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again well and, yeah. expecting a different result that was this film and it was fantastic yeah. that was fantastic that's what i really enjoyed about it and again i liked that in terms of between like insanity and time i mean they're always great bedfellows anyway but this film did that really well but i do think it took too long to get to it because like i said for the first 20 minutes i thought that you guys were showing me an absolute dud like i thought it was <laughs> fucking awful mm. but thankfully yeah, it really picked up it was uh yeah it was a very strange 20 minutes it is a weird ride isn't it i think it is a very good um maybe a bit too on the nose but it's a good way of pointing out the inefficiency of, of bureaucracy especially around mental health everyone second guesses bruce willis's character throughout the entire thing like obviously goes in there everyone thinks he's a lunatic goes to the mental asylum people at the mental asylum think he's nuts the people in his own time think he's nuts the doctor that he falls in love with think he's, thinks he's nuts as well then obviously we have that dynamic change where he begins to believe that he is insane and the doctor mm -hmm. realises that he's actually correct going by the photograph of him in the first world war and the convenient photograph the, the convenient photograph of which we didn't actually see a photographer <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, the boy in the barn as well. I think the, yeah. the the thing about like that spin that I find like difficult is that it, like, it's kind of like it's bittersweet because I really really like the idea that his knowledge of the future is so unacceptable that it's easier for him to believe that he's insane. Because I think that I'm not, I'm not trying to like 
poison the mood or anything, but I think a lot of people actually feel that way now, and probably did in the, fa the past with, like, the threat of, like, nuclear annihilation and stuff. But at the same time, the psychiatrist is obviously supposed to be a rational and intelligent person, and even though he was right about the boy in the well who turned out to be in the barn, that does not mean, ergo, he is a time traveller from the future and everyone is definitely about to be wiped out by, you know, a super flu. But she basically, she takes that one data point and extrapolates from it that all of this fantastic stuff is true, and then becomes literally the craziest character in the movie yeah i did think at one point like it didn't really deal with her acceptance of everything very well and again like, i think yeah. in a couple of moments it really strains believability when she doesn't just leave and then yeah like you said she switches from that to being so incredibly on board with everything and, it, and like you know to be fair like 10 out of 10 supportive towards bruce willis's goal <laughs> but perhaps yeah like to a, a, a really weird degree given everything that happened especially before. for a woman whose full-time job is to deal with yeah psychotic <laughs> lunatics <laughs> probably heard it all before right well he tries to hand wave it with like she's like i've got a feeling about him or whatever she says that at the beginning yeah. and it's like, like i guess the idea is she's supposed to be able to intuit who's a crazy person and who isn't but again, again just a very 90s view of mental health perhaps yeah. if we take that character as being a real person if it wasn't bruce willis it would have been the next like moderately charming insane person who came through she was essentially harley quinn waiting to happen you know if it wasn't bruce willis it would be the joker <laughs> and she would be in a jumpsuit like lowering people into vats of acid so <laughs> and all it would take is one piece of 1990s Photoshop. <laughs> it didn't even look like it was definitely Bruce Willis in the picture. No. It was just like a, a naked, bold man with, you know, kind of like a flat nose. And it was like, right, that's that's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> Here's a gun. We're going to the airport. Yeah, between that and the fact that, you know, he might have got an antique bullet shot in his leg, which in America doesn't strike me as the most impossible thing in the world. No. She's a lady of science. And as we've worked out, like I said, she's a, she's a combat medic as well. She successfully dislodge what must me now a significantly healed over bullet i thought is i thought he'd got shot in the scene before or like in the you know he'd been wounded in the altercation but no it's the bullet wound that he sustained two days ago well, well because he gets in the car when he gets in the car after that has happened he says that he'd been sleeping rough on the streets but when they showed the leg he was still bleeding so you're right i mean yeah I how long that is true. didn't make yeah. much sense to me I, I do think it's perfectly reasonable that should be able to, oh, sorry, to dress a wound but yeah just, just, a, just a wound agree remove a bullet some Especially, so World War One ballistic, like that's had like plenty of time, as we, you know, between two days and quite a few nights to nuzzle in. Though equally, is still actively bleeding. I, I, but we like we said, we have no idea what's going on with that scene. Time travel shenanigans. I, I, yeah, yeah, I do think it's quite true. a quite a stretch not to kill him doing that. I guess being shot with a full-on military rifle would probably do more to your leg than just get stuck in your leg. Well, indeed, yeah, well. yeah. That's and the, the, the fucking bullet was huge as well. Like that thing, yeah, yeah that thing bored into three, him. three rifle around. Yeah, exactly. Probably Pro destroy your leg. Proper fucking bolt action. Put point blank being shot in the leg of the rifle around you. Yeah, he's been, he's been fucking running and fighting on that thing. He's doing alright. Yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't really spend a lot of time limping around no, no, or anything. No, he's, he's been shot in the leg. He's pretty much that's... fine as soon as she's done banjee. <laughs> Just the yeah, no, you know everything. It's very difficult to do a time travel film without enormous plot holes. I, I really think it does it mm. well enough. I mean, it sort of does the whole closed loop thing, which I guess is the easiest version of time travel to do. Not that it's ever easy. And I think it you know, largely works really well. I wasn't expecting the ending, as I told you, even up to the second to last scene, I was expecting a different ending to the one, one that we mm. got. I like the closed loop in, even though you're right, it is a 
cliche but i like the closed loop in time travel movies especially like dark ones just because i enjoy like a more depressing ending when this is the kind of genre we're in and the kind of determinism of it is what makes it so spooky that w- the fact that you've just watched a whole film of someone trying to resist something and then realizing that just by virtue of having tried to resist it they've played an active part in making it happen it's just yeah it just makes a good ending i have one closing thing that i like about this movie and it's that terry gilliam was bang on that the climate crackpots would start the flu that would end the world because as we all know extinction rebellion and greta thunberg definitely made the coronavirus <laughs> confirmed josh is a senior member of the xr he leads a brigade I'm, much like in the ira i'm leaking yeah. it i'm leaking it right now i'm leaking it in the most obscure way i possibly i was can. gonna say this is actually a really good way to leak it because it will take a good couple months for anyone to, to actually probably fulfilling some sort of obscure exposure compliance agreement as well so it's all good greta literally gave me like the comically large glass tube oh you that guy that creepy it. guy with the ponytail was that you just that was greta i was the oh, that security was greta. guard oh i see and then i had a good old sniff of it it was great <laughs> smell like farts my my closing statement would be that i think it's really weird that this film has had very little cultural impact i think um i have never heard of it before yesterday (laughs) i want to say and like i said i don't consider i consider myself pretty around terry gillingham in terms of things that he's done but no one has ever recommended this film no one has ever talked about this film like you said they apparently made a tv show no one ever talked about that tv show no one ever watched that tv show brad pitt certainly has never fucking mentioned this nor is bruce willis i just think it's i can't think of a time when somebody's mentioned it to me outside of my dad saying I love this film and so good to watch this film so. <laughs> so if we're all having a closing statement then my closing statement would be to stay at home and wash your hands thoroughly 20 seconds rub the palm interlace your fingers rub your thumbs hot water soap it's, do it it's the only way um, you can stop XR from saving the planet by wiping otherwise it's the only way. we're gonna send Aaron back in time to shoot you I'll be wearing a dress be... <laughs> <laughs> I actually I did, I did want to say actually I feel that Josh you would probably make it onto the science council in the in the future thanks man i could i could see you being there and they'd be like looking through people and given how the world ended they'd be like well he saw this coming so he's probably on the list he's also <laughs> me, me and aaron would be in the prison cell yeah i was gonna say I'd, I'd be so in the prison cell <laughs> get this man four tinnies and a gcse science textbook he's gonna save the world <laughs> thank Go you ahead, for Rubes. listening we've been checked for traps Wash your hands. Watch some films with your loved ones, but only if they live in the same house as you. And if you have any more plague-related films for us to watch, then go for it, as we'll be reporting from the bunker long after it's done, because we don't look outside. (laughs) Remain indoors, treasure these moments. We are all going to die. Thank you very much. Bye.